I can't like I literally said those words, right, Justin? Like that is that is uh, what I, I that's said. what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thank you. I'm just making sure. Because then I did follow up with like, oh, you know, they they they're up to like season twelve or whatever. Yeah. And no, like, we, yeah, well, you know, we watched we we've watched it recently, and then I go, Well, yeah, they just finished the most recent season in June. And you're like, What? It's that far ahead? So what are you watching, Leo? That's what I want to know. Well, we we binged it. We uh we were recently watching it on C- CW, and I thought we reached the end, but I, I didn't realize there was a season this year. IMDb, man. It's yep. I'm looking right now. It's it's your friend, I'm telling you. I'm I, I'm proud to say that I'm I'm one of the first people I ever knew that knew what IMDb was. <laughs> I, one of those old heads where I'm like, I remember back before Amazon bought it. I have to be careful because um, in in my family I can't say IMDb Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with, my god man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dork Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of dirty goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. have stuff that they can contribute that is you know a perspective unique to them um and can sp- but can also speak to to general people like about this specific thing um it's like what i aspire to when we when we do these things it's like yeah it's great that we can do deep dives but if you're somebody who's just kind of get like a passing interest and you want to check something out ideally i want i want that to be a main takeaway like oh if you're not sure listen to this and maybe you'll be sold one way or the other you might not love it but you'll have been sold on trying it out you know that's i think i think what these two podcasts that we do are really geared towards it's not about reviews per, yeah it's not about reviews per se it's it's like hey we we like this stuff and here's what we liked here's what we didn't like but like you should give it a shot because of xyz or Maybe don't give it a shot because of X, Y, Z. Just like, it, you know, it, it, the critique isn't, it's, can we, I, I feel like we try to be constructive and fair um, unless it's just absolutely abysmal, you, yeah. you know? So, but, but yeah, just listen to it. I'm like, damn, it was so breezy, but, but substantive, you know, like it had substance to it. And I was just like, this is, this is like everything that, that we, we fucking want like every week. God damn it. Just they're, they're also like you're talking about guys who are expert stand-up comedians, physical actors, improv. Like Diedrich is is amazing improv. You know, he, I think he's even done uh like whose line? Actually, he's not. <laughs> That's part of what they talked about on oh, the episode. Okay. Yeah, he's never he's never done he actually does not like improv. He said oh, I, uh, I thought a lot of that was ad libbed. No, you know, he <laughs> he likes the idea of knowing what he's going to say when he goes out. He's like, because that's, 
that's like the hyper reality. And I completely understood because as someone who has done stand up and performed on stage, um, and I've done improv as well. I I have varying degrees of of uh, interest and and likes and likability for each one of those things. But uh, his his whole deal was the hyper reality of it for him is in life you don't know what you're going to say in any given situation. Whereas when you're on stage and you are performing in a you know a play or, or any such thing, a uh, movie even uh that you have the dialogue beforehand you know how this plays out you know and you can play around with that to a certain degree but like it's it's a comfort to to have that right there and know exactly this is how your character reacts you've you've gotten to the wise yourself you've gotten to your own motivation to to drive the point but uh you know to to really get up there and and say how everything goes for this character between two characters as it's been delineated on page beforehand. That's like the, the, ah, welcome home feeling that he gets on stage. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can understand that. I've never had personally, I've never had a problem just like getting up and winging it in front of people. But uh, for some people, that's just, that's not a thing. They, they I look, don't I look forward that. to hearing his uh, Hamlet. Yeah, <laughs> that's poor Yorick. I didn't. I it was kind of it was kind of cool too. I mean, his dad was in the CIA and shit. Like, oh wow, yeah. He's like, yeah, his field work had pretty much finished before he was born. But yeah, there's nothing that could really be talked about <laughs> at home. Unfortunately, I'm like, well, probably not. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, dad's that's... retirement party was redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, yeah. I've seen the the Who's line uh, live, and I have Ooh. no idea how they can like think that fast. Like it, it was only two of them. It was Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery. Colin Mockery, yeah. Nice. So I was at work, my employer, um, and this was about six years ago, maybe, and they released like a you know an update of some compliance thing blah 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 and you have to watch a video <clears throat> i'm watching the video excuse me i just took a sip of my tea and it's like loosening everything up mm. um i'm watching it and i stop and i go into my supervisor michelle's office and i was like have you watched this video yet and michelle's just like no why i was like do you do you remember did you ever watch whose lines in any way and michelle was just like oh the British version or the US version. I'm like, either. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I said, do me a favor, <clears throat> watch the video, and then get back to me. And maybe an hour later, Michelle walks over to my cubicle and she goes, Oh my God, what's that guy's name again? <laughs> I was like, Colin Mockery. <laughs> he was in the video. Oh, no way. For our for our training at my at my employer, and I was just like, I'm watching. I'm like, well, if ever I've thought this is absolute malarkey, <laughs> right now while watching one of the best improv actors I've ever seen is really driving that home. But yeah, it was it was just it was so surreal to to see that. I'm like, I can't take this seriously at all. <laughs> like, you, you ever see the one? You ever see the one where they had Robin Williams on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, like, oh my god! Like how of the course. hell? Yeah, Ryan Styles was was the was the best. He that dude it, is it's, like it's hard king. because it's like he he just they set him up you know all the time where it's like oh he's at the end and he's got the most and all that it's like I, i'll be honest i always thought colin was kind of the stud because they set ryan up for all the big big uh things and like they'll set wayne brady up for for the the songs and all the and chip they'll set chip up too if you want to you go into deep cuts you know you don't oh, see no chip. brad sherwood singing so <laughs> that is true yeah that's all right. I mean, I, find, I was uh, sideburns. You did you watch um Good Omens season one? Uh, season one, yes. Okay, so Dara and I rewatched it before the second season, and I completely, you know, it had been a couple of years since it was on, and so out of sight, out of mind. We're watching it, and Agnes Nutter, the witch who makes the prophecies, the good omens, and and such. 
um, the 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 nice and fairly accurate <laughs> prophecies of um, Agnes Nutter. Uh, she is portrayed by Josie Lawrence. And I used to watch the UK version of Whose Line Is It Anyway every day after school. I would Comedy get home Central. on yep. Comedy Central, yep. put it on, and just laugh hysterically. And I'm sitting there watching it, re-watching it with, with Dara, and I go, oh, my God, I don't think I realized this the first time around. And she goes, what? I go, I go that's Josie Lawrence. And Dara's like, oh, my God, is it? Now pretend I know who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair enough. You're like, Greg um, Proops, Michael McShane, <laughs> nothing? <laughs> sort of seriously. Um, and she was just like, I, I'm not, I don't know who that is. Was she in something? I was like, did you ever watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? when it was solely a British import. And she was like, uh, I might've seen a few episodes, which honestly is Dara speak for no, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I love her to death, but she'll always play it off. Like, Oh yeah, I think so. I'm like, do you think yeah, so? I, I, I rolled deep on that show. I was like with pianos accompanied by Richard branch. So Richard branch, <laughs> Richard, Richard branch, Richard branch. <laughs> I'm Clive. <laughs> I'm Clive. And welcome to anyway, where, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> you know, uh, 5,000 5, points to, oh, um, oh my God. What, what was the name of the, the big guy? Michael McShane. Michael McShane. Yeah. Duh, he, you did, said uh, already. he did, uh, uh, in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He played Friar Tuck. Did he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Didn't that blow your friggin' mind? I don't think I ever realized that. Like, it's been a long time it's, since I've seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's not a great movie. I don't. I don't like it. You can <laughs> like, watch. Can you can watch it for, um, you know, a couple good performances in it. But, um, you know, Morgan Freeman was good. You know, it just didn't make sense. <laughs> he was. I think he was in like. Uh... Richie Rich. Oh snap! He's from Boston. I never knew that. Michael McShane. We, uh, he's he's originally from from New England. That's which cool. Got, oh yep. yeah, Friar Tuck. Uh, yeah, I always think of him as Professor Keen Bean from Keen Richie Bean. Rich. That's what it was. And uh, he was the hypnotist doctor from Office Space at the beginning. Has the heart yeah. attack and drops dead. Uh, we're watching uh, Weeds and uh, the, the season. Uh, Gary Anthony Williams just popped up. He's uh, one, yeah. I know that name. He was uh, another big guy from uh, Who's Line. Let me see. Who's Line US? Yep. Okay. I'm not as familiar as who with who. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, see, yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be, you'd be better off saying Malcolm in the middle to me, because he is the father of Malcolm's best friend in the wheelchair. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Stevie. Yeah. He, and he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Over the years. Um, he was also in uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle when they, when they get arrested. He's like, yeah, this happens like once a week. And, you know, I'd get pretty upset about it, but I have a very large penis. So that keeps me happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking great. Um, you know, the U.S. version was uh, going up until recently. Uh, up until recently, I mean, wasn't it still going on the CW? Uh, let me check. They just added it to HBO, but they only have eight seasons. Uh, because it was going on like even during the pandemic, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got it. It, it I mean, it's been it was. I know that it's it was going on on the CW for a while. Yeah. I mean, it, you said <laughs> just you, you gotta you gotta not look at what's on Max as like the most current thing because there's twelve seasons of it. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I know I <laughs> it popped into memory because it showed up on Max, but uh, yeah, we were watching it on CW. Uh, yeah, I mean the it it was ten episodes for the most current season, and that that finished up in June of this year. So, I mean, that's pretty recent. I'd say it's still going. Oh, it's still going. Holy shit. I thought it was over. Okay. So where did you look and when, what were you contradicting me with when I said, you got to not go according to what you see on max? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just like, 
Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast like, for you i literally said those words right justin like that is that uh, is what I, I, that's I, what I heard yeah okay <laughs> thanks thank you i'm just making sure because then i did follow up with like oh you know they, they they're up to like season 12 or whatever yeah and no like, we, yeah well you know we watch we, we've watched it recently and then i go well yeah they just finished the most recent season in june and you're like what it's that far ahead so what are you watching leo that's what i want to know well, we we binged it. We uh, we were recently watching it on C- CW, and I thought we reached the end, but I, I didn't realize there was a season this year. IMDb, man, it's yep. I'm looking right now. It's it's your friend. I'm telling you. I'm I, I'm proud to say that I'm I'm one of the first people I ever knew that knew what IMDb was. I, one of those old heads where I'm like, I remember back before Amazon bought it. I have to be careful because um, in, in my family, I can't say I am D.B. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, yep. Walk around everywhere with a dark haired wig, a black yep. suit, sunglasses and a suitcase. Exactly. Yeah, like skinny it. tie. Yeah. yeah. What's your very, alibi for this time in 1971? <laughs> I wasn't born yet. A likely story. A likely story. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently whose line is it was Brandon's line. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A likely story, Cooper, if that is your real name. It well, is. I mean, obviously it you're assuming it is. That's why you're giving me the snack guy right now. Oh, am I? Yes. <laughs> you would think so. I mean, I can see you. You know I can see you, right? <laughs> hmm. The plot thickens. What plot? What are you talking about? What's in that suitcase? Stuff? A, <laughs> a suit? Oh, so it's not just a clever name for an item. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it is called a suitcase. I have never once seen anyone pull a suit out of a suitcase. You? Yeah, that's more of um, that's more of like a, a, I don't know, dress outfit or something. Like, what do they call those? Those big bags, those garment bags. Garment bags, yeah. Yeah. If anything, it will, oh, this is my file case. Hmm, doesn't quite roll off the tongue. No. Well, I don't was like. It, was it popular when everybody was wearing suits, like? for ready everyday attire maybe it was uh they put their extra suit in it they didn't no that's what i'm saying like i've never seen anyone pull a suit out of a suitcase but i mean suitcase iron man (laughs) in real life oh (laughs) i mean i guess you know if you're going according to luggage (laughs) you know like a suitcase i suppose that would make sense but, because you lug it, because <laughs> it's lug l- you lug. No, wait, that's not it. Damn it, Sam Samsonite, Samsonite, Mary Sla- Slappy Samsonite. Oh, there it is. I'm an idiot. <laughs> the tip of my tongue. That was way off. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was I was uh, processing some forms for work, and I had to punch in. A customer account number and as i'm as i'm punching it in it brings up like a whole screen of like near account numbers when you do that and like seventh or eighth down on the page is this company it's an llc 
that's part of the title. The name of the fucking company was Finkel and Einhorn LLC. No way. Yeah, dude. I was oh like, my god. I I I directly messaged I messaged one of my supervisors, one of one of like the airy managers directly, and I was like, yo, B, type in this account number and just just look. Just just look. And like 45 minutes goes by and then he messaged me back. He's like, there's no way that is fucking real. <laughs> Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Your gun is sticking into my hip. <laughs> uh, man, you know, a, a lot of people say that that movie is very problematic now. And um, I mean, I, I do see that side of it. Um, but the other side of it is if you look at it as being cartoonish and juvenile, you know, I think it still works. So for those of us that have a Swiss cheese memory, uh, which movie is that? Oh, we're talking about Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, oh, okay. the original. I start cracking up the second I see him walk with that damn box and he's just going. Mm, the mm, very mm, beginning hey. of the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of when I worked at UPS. I used to I used to be a package handler. We loaded the trucks. And uh, I remember one night watching this kid uh, who worked on a different belt than me loading the trucks. He's all the way at the back of it towards the end of the night, and he, he has to get out of the truck. And I just see him like lily pad hopping from package to package to get out of the truck. And with each leap, it was like three huge leaps to get out of the truck from boom, boom like Frogger. Wow. I, he just goes, Use FedEx. <laughs> Use the post office. Use DHL. All right, guys, close it up. And I was like, I hope there was nothing like fragile or breakable in those packages. And he was like, Yeah, uh, me too. All right, seriously, close her up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So just understand, like, when you send stuff uh, in like November, December for, uh, you know, because you've waited way too long until the holiday season is right upon you. Uh, you are the five millionth person to have that same idea. And so the influx, uh, the volume of packages coming through places such as a UPS processing plant is near insurmountable. And it's not that nobody cares, but it gets to a point where halfway through each shift, it's like, well, I can only Tetris this out as, as much as I can. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. My shift ends and we have to we have to be done here. Union rules. Boop. And that's not a knock against unions. I'm I'm very pro-union. Um, if, if it weren't for the union, that job would be far worse than it was. And I did it for like two, two and a half years. It was it was fucking I there were people there in their like 40s working that job and i'm i am now in my 40s and i'm like i no fucking way i don't know i i hated doing it when i was 25 and i i can't imagine doing it now like 16 years later no fucking way i'd rather rent a gun and buy a bullet <laughs> so uh you're liking mario huh yeah i'm enjoying it so far um I got a few. I got a few other things. I'm I'm kind of playing on on the Switch right now, um, kind of working on some of that stuff, and then work my way over to the PS5. But uh, I bought a game that apparently has been out for several years. But I'm not a big gamer, so you know, fuck it, it's new to me. Um, but uh, I got I got I got this and like sort of a like a spiritual um, predecessor to it um, from brain dead games uh, cost a buck 99 for each game at that point, at the point in time I bought them like a few weeks ago inside and limbo. Oh, oh limbo. I've seen, I know limbo. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. the other one. Yeah. Inside came out after limbo and they're sort of similar uh, inside, man. Like that's the one I got first and I just, I started playing it and um yeah, man, uh, I will. I I'm I I will only play it in the daytime. Uh, it, it just it's very quiet, and I mean, it starts off right away. You're just a kid, 
and it's it's a two and a half D game, and it's you know it's a it's a puzzle solver, but you're just going from left to right, and you have to sneak around and get past people. Um, there's no explanation given for what you're doing. Cool. There's wow. no dialogue, nothing. You just start off, and and you, and you just know instinctively, like, oh, I I have to sneak past this, and you got to figure your way around certain things and, and what have you. And um, I I was playing, I I didn't get back to it for a few days. Uh, you know, just living my life. I don't I don't live my life around my video game playing. It's just not how I I operate. When I get to it, I get to it. And I said, I was sitting there and that's when I was like, okay, I'm just going to shut this off because it started, it started, I had been playing it for like an hour or something like that. And for me, like, that's a long time playing a video game. Uh, I, I, I like to play games to unwind and that's that. Um, and I reached that like unwind point. And when I start doing the same mistake, like a few times in a row, I'm like, okay, time to, time to put it down walk away for a day or two, come back with a, you know, fresh set of eyes and, you know, not as tired or relaxed as I was at that point in time. Uh, I'm underwater in this like little submersible kind of thing. And all of a sudden it looks like, you know, you're, you're way under like in a building that's been partially submerged. Um, and the, the thing you're in, it's like a little sphere. Uh, and you know, it's not for like deep sea dives. It's just like for being, you know, more shallowish kind of water. And you're going through from section to section in this building, you can burst through certain things. And all of a sudden, like, I see this thing like flip, like go by the screen. I was like, what the? All right. And the game itself is very dark, which like nice try PlayStation 5 and <laughs> Nintendo Switch. But when you say to me like, oh, darken this to the point where you can barely see the symbol anymore or lighten this to the point where you can... Fuck you, all right? No fucking way. I'm keeping this shit as bright and sunshiny as noon on a June day. You yep. can blow me, all right? Agreed. I, I am doing this for fun, not to have a fucking cardiac episode. Like, explain that one to my daughter. What happened? The the video game scared him. <laughs> okay, now pretend I'm talking about an adult man. What what is that? What happened here? Like, no, the video game. It, it it's scary, doctor. Like, all right how about this don't play the video game oh okay i guess that makes sense no fuck that i'm gonna keep the ship bright even with that being the case you're underwater it's very dark and this thing that's flitting about and i was like what the fuck what the fuck was that it's like really up close to the screen at first and just goes right quick you, you can't make any details i was like okay and i'm going along and all of a sudden i see like behind me like what looks like a girl like a a young girl with long dark hair and she's just like swimming after me i'm like what the f what the fuck is what the fuck is happening right now and so i i turn around and the light's pointing at her and she just kind of stops i'm like hmm okay sure and i keep going and keep in mind i'm in this submersible sphere thing and she catches right up with me and I'm like, oh, what's what's this? And then she like gets to it and just fucking opens it up and murders me. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, wait a minute. How is this girl breathing underwater? Like, because as the as the main character, you can go in the water and swim to a certain point and you have to go back up to the service before you drown. Like you will lose your breath. And I'm like, this is this is some fucked up repugnant alien invasion body snatcher shit and i like it and hate it at the same exact time yeah you just describe video games yep <laughs> yep yeah but i mean there's a world of difference between like this and like destroy all humans that's fun oh no no i i mean like like it and hate it at the same time mm. it's, it's like such a thing you're like oh oh yeah yeah for real i mean that's even happened already with super mario wonder i'm like okay all right. Yes, yes. I get it. I'm going to take a break now. <laughs> like, stupid fucking elephant Mario. Fuck you. you know? <laughs> Shut it off. Go play some Go play some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Scott Pilgrim for a few minutes. Because yep. that's basically the same game. <laughs> and, you know, the argument's and, here. I mean, hey. 
you know, and uh, who's your character? Uh, knives Chow or Steven Stills? Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Knives Chow kind of guy. Uh, knives, I, I I love the movie. I never read the comic books before the movie ever came out. I was tangentially aware of them. Um, I'm super excited to see the Netflix cartoon that's going to yeah. be coming out. Uh, I love that it's all the original cast of the film coming back to do the yeah, voices. They were so excited to do this. Well, apparently they've all been in a group email chain since the movie. All of them. Wow. wow. Yeah. And when it came time to for this series to potentially be done, I mean, uh, what's his name? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, thank you. He's executive producing it. Uh, he, all he did was send us one message to the group email chain, and he was like, "Hey guys, we're gonna do. They're looking to do a an animated version, like a series on Netflix. You guys want to do the voices of the characters you already played?" And everyone was like, "Yep." And that's it. That's as hard as it was to get everyone on the same page. Friend of a friend. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'm super excited for it, but I will say, like, I don't know much about the comics. I don't know how the comics play out, but I do know that by the end of the movie, as much as I love it, I've seen it many times, and that's not something I do with a lot of flicks. Um, I saw it in the theater, and I remember walking out from the theater being like, Oh man, I really like this movie. I'm not like the biggest video game guy. But I understand enough about old school games from growing up to see exactly what this movie is. And I instantly recognize like, oh, man, me and like 13, 14 other people in this country right now are really going to love this movie. And that's really how it went. It did not do well in theaters and it found its footing as a cult classic once it was released on home video and then cable. Um, I love the and, and just like even sex with bomb and stuff like that you can hear in how they play like they're so influenced by punk you're like oh, oh my yeah. god that's that's this that's that that's oh man that sounds just like them you know it's oh they're doing nirvana oh, oh crazy yeah. i mean yeah. i i just think I it's love- it's like nuts too that you know um the clash of demon head which what a great what a great, great pull yeah yeah, what a great pull! Like to take a video game name and and apply it to the band in the movie, but uh, the that they took a Canadian band, Metric, and had Allison Brie re-record, like cover one of their songs. Like Metric performs it as the band, and it's just Allison Brie who comes in to do the leads, the lead uh, vocals for the co- the version they did for the movie, and um it's actually so much better than the original version that metric did that metric like flat out, like has it playing on their YouTube channel and stuff. Like, yeah, I I watch it at least once a month. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I I think it's Brie Larson, right? It is. It's Brie Larson. I I would love, I would love to see Alison Brie try this role. Alison Brie. Did I say Alison? Yeah, you said it. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I do that all the time. And the fucked up thing that. is, the fucked up thing is, it, for both of them, it's not their real fucking name. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, Allison Bree's real last name is Shermerhorn. It's Allison Shermerhorn, and Bree Larson's name is like Bree Desauniers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when when Apu had his last name changed in the B sharps, and he's like, "We're gonna change it to Devoe Mache." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, sorry about that. I, I, I didn't, you know, I confused my, I confused my, my cheese people for a second. Bree Lawson, Lawson Bree, <laughs> Lawson Bree, Allison. Oh, I think Jamie. that I think what? I know what it was. That was your um, uh, category on um, Wheel of Fortune tonight. So, Al- yeah, Bree Larson, Allison, Allison. Bree Larson. Do do do. RSDLNE, no help there. Yeah. I keep confusing these two. I can't even bear it anymore. Oh, that was cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, did you see the Marvels broke a record? Uh, for least amount of tickets pre-purchased. Uh, oh, that's rough. Sh- shortest Marvel movie. Oh, okay. That's right. fine. That what is that supposed to be indicative of something? Like, no, nah, it was. It we was, got people complaining that Marvel movies are too long, and now when they make one that's like an hour and twenty nine minutes, it's too fucking short. Um, 
that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an article that popped up, you know, people need to make a story out of everything, but it's uh, our, Oh yeah, they most certainly do. Uh, you guys, you guys watch any of the new Rick and Morty season? I watched the first episode. I didn't watch the second one yet. Okay. I, the first episode came out and then three days after the first episode came out, I saw an article from movie web, which fuck movie web in all honesty. I, I mean, obviously. Stand, yeah. I cannot stand that fucking site, but I'm re I like it popped up on my, my Google feed for news, which I checked it out real quick. Cause I'm like, I need to know what you have to say about this based on the title of your article. Because it's absolute balderdash what I've seen thus far. And the article was like, season seven's getting ripped apart by critics and audiences. And I was like, oh, really? That's pretty good considering it's had one fucking episode. One episode. The season premiere. And season seven is getting torn apart by critics and audiences alike. Why don't you come at me with this shit when we're on like episode six? You know, when we've had a month but and a they half. they need the clicks now. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. And, like, the only thing that saddens and enrages me more than the people who write this shit are the people who fucking cite this shit right after the fact. Like, it gets released and like, oh, see, I told you this was going to be garbage. It's like, what was going to be garbage? You've seen 21 minutes of a fucking 10-episode season. What is there to fucking judge at this point? You've seen it, it you know, season premieres and in pilots are historically not the fucking strongest episodes of, of any series. That's a fact. Statistically and historically. I thought I thought the Rick and Morty one where they came back from like the four year hiatus or something like that was like a really strong episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like generally across yeah. the board. Like that is that is usually how it goes, but I just know my dad must be like going crazy right now because he loves Rick and Morty so much. Here's the thing, um, I saw I saw the second episode too. I, I liked the second episode. I I know that there are a lot of people out there who um, are insufferable that like Rick and Morty because they get this weird superiority complex about it. Like, oh well, you're just not smart enough to understand. It's like. I don't think a lot of people who have that attitude about that show quite understand the point of, of Rick and Morty, particularly the character of Rick. Like if you look at Rick and you think that he's like the best and hilarious and, and just awesome. Um, that's sort of like a Rorschach test. Um, you're probably the same kind of person that thinks the Homelander is the hero of the boys. <laughs> you, you know, like Rick's whole thing is is just selfish, self-centered, egocentric narcissism and how it's dangerous and damaging, not just to oneself, but also every person around them. And I think the Pickle Rick episode it's one of my favorites and not for like the fact that like, Oh, he's, he, he's a badass pickle. And you know, you have Danny Trejo showing up doing a voice in it, but more to the point. Oh, nice. Hey, you uh, said Rorschach test. And I, I was see, just I, <laughs> I see, I see a guy in a fedora and a trench coat. Am I supposed to see that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the, the like the Pickle Rick episode, you know, I know there are a lot of people that like it because like, oh, you know, Danny Trejo and it's Rick being a badass, even as he's a pickle. But it's like he turns himself into a pickle solely to avoid going to therapy with his family to work on himself. And then he spends the entire episode basking in his own perceived awesomeness like oh look at how incredible i am i can do all of these things and then he sits down on the on the therapist's couch and you know susan sarandon is the therapist i mean she she really has some profound things to say uh to which she completely agrees with rick insofar as saying like yeah you are very smart so smart that your family even excuses your behavior because they believe just as you do, that the things you do are far more important than what this family needs from you. You like doing interesting things. 
and the work that you need to do on yourself with your family is not interesting. It's boring, but it's work that should be done. But you sit here and you talk about how smart you are and how you need to control everything around you. But in the same breath, you say you are the way you are and that can't be controlled. So which one is it? And I'm paraphrasing, but that's the takeaway. And that is a blow to a narcissist. Like, oh, I, I'm just, I just I can't control how I am, who I am. But their entire existence is trying to control everything and everyone around them. So which one is it? And that's why Rick is a fucking dirtbag character. Because he, he, he refuses to see the forest for the trees. And even when it's pointed out to him, he's like, oh, yeah, well, how about fuck you? And, that, and that's that. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I actually think that, you know, if, if you watch the show and you're not walking away from, from each episode thinking, like, a little bit more deeply about it and you're just taking it surface level, um, I mean, that's not to say you can't take a service level. Just make sure that you're placing your affinity for characters and situations in the right direction. Rick is not someone to be admired. You know, Rick is absolutely uh, a villain in most of those episodes. And I think the more people recognize that, the better off we'll all be. And it, Isn't it, he it, kind it, of Lobo, like if you think about it? He's like a, a mad scientist Lobo character. No, nah, you know why? Because even Lobo cares about space dolphins. I thought Rick Rick had something that he cared about. Yeah, Rick. I thought I thought there was like uh not Mr. Poopy Butthole. Who was the, the other one? Uh Googie or whatever, the, the one that was in that episode. The, the, jan the janitor. Squanchy, yeah. Well, oh yeah, I know he, he likes bird person too. But regardless, it's it, it really he's just a very self-centered person. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting to me um, because so I do think that there is a lot of toxicity from other people who judge fans of that show as well. Um, like I'm a big Venture Brothers fan uh, and I'm, I'm a member of a few different Venture Brothers groups on Facebook and um, they shit on Rick and Morty. Oh my God. They shit not, but it's like not just Rick and Morty. They shit on people who like Rick and Morty. And I'm like, yo man, it's not an either or situation. You know that, right? Like you can, can have cake and pie. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, I just, uh, it, it, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, like what you like, don't yeah. like what you don't like, you know, but, if somebody else, you know, yeah, if somebody gets like hoity toity about, you know, the thing they like and how it's better, okay, just be like, hey, listen, man, that's great that you like it, but that doesn't mean it's for everyone. Maybe just slow your roll. Yeah, I, never, that's I never fine. like that sort of attitude where it's like, if someone likes this, they're stupid. Like, like, I mean, a lot of people joke about Fast and the Furious and all that, but it's like, if you like that movie because you like cars and you like seeing action with cars, dude, more power to you. Enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I personally like. I have always said like it's just not my bag. Yeah, you know? it doesn't have yeah. to be. You know but that, but that's where I leave it. I don't sit there and say like, oh, people who like these movies are fucking idiots or whatever. Because no, you know there are plenty of people who like weird, silly stuff. My, I mean, myself included. Like certain things that, depending on what you're talking about, that it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Like that they do or do not like it that's their own thing and if it doesn't fucking filter into a conversation and, and like dictate how they talk to other people then who, who cares let me let me just clarify this because there's been a fair amount of stuff that we haven't liked including one bad day by um two-face it's it's a different story when you're doing a critical review of something and you don't like the narrative structure that they have in the choice of words and you feel like it's against a character so it's like for a show like this it's like we're not telling you not to like a genre we're not telling you not to like something we're not in, insulting the audience you know if you like something like that we're just saying you know from our perspective the narrative could have been structured better the choice of words doesn't match you know what you think of for this character and it's out of character and, and a lot of times that's poor execution and poor editorial you know, and it's that's not always translates to like 
you know, oh, we hate this or we hate the fans and all that. You know, yeah, it's you know, we didn't care for it, but you may yeah. love it. Exactly. I I think I think there's a lot of instances. I still fucking bought it. So (laughs) I think there's a lot of instances where we say, like, if you like this, you know, if you like these types of things, then you'll like this. Um, And when it comes to the stuff that we don't like, we're pretty we're pretty straightforward about why it is we we didn't connect with it. Um, But, yeah, like like you said, you know, just just because we didn't enjoy it, we're not saying you wouldn't or you shouldn't. You know, our job is not to yuck anybody else's yum ever you know uh, as much as i would love to because it's batman i i fucking i want i want to yuck your yum so bad i I, i'll yuck i I will yuck all over that ed brubaker run i will will, all over that i mean if you show me if if you show me a fucking batman story where he flies for 12 hours through space (laughs) goes through the stratosphere and lands on earth no worse for wear I'm gonna tell you if you're like, oh, this was great though. I'm I'm gonna flat out say, get fucked. Like, get fucked so hard. <laughs> you're wrong. You're objectively wrong. Fuck you and everyone who looks or sounds like you. Like that might not even be objectively wrong. <laughs> you might just be absolutely wrong. Yeah, I, just I enjoyed it, but it'd uh... be <laughs> Leo, everything I just said to you. All right, <laughs> to you. But I have to tell you that that fucking new Gotham War it just keeps on getting worse and worse. Oh, if you I say so, I, I haven't. Two really more friggin' episodes left, or issues left. <laughs> episodes, eh? Yeah, it, 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 this friggin' crossover is going across like books that don't even exist. Like they created Batman, Catwoman, Red Hood. Oh yeah, uh, number one and number two. Uh, the man who doesn't laugh or something like that. Uh, the man who doesn't laugh. Yeah. What is it? The opposite of the Joker. What is that? Uh, it, it's, it's a Joker series. Uh, that's I don't like, know guys. I, I don't know. I picked joke. up. What, what, what is the opposite of the joke? Oh, they call him Mr. Gravitas. Like, no, I, what, um, Mr. What's his name from uh, Mr. Grimm or whatever from um, uh, Mr. Rictus. Yeah, Mr. Rictus, right? No, because he's in a fucking Rictus grin. That's why they call him that. But he doesn't laugh. He just eats people. But he's in a Rictus grin. He's he's a combination of Two Face and the Joker. I I was going to show you guys. I I don't fuck goats. (laughs) I make I make love to them, Wesley. (laughs) I picked up a couple of trade paperbacks for five bucks. Here's one of them, uh, DC 3001. Ah, yes, I, right. I read that whole thing. So this one's volume two, uh, the late Keith Giffen, Keith Giffen and uh, J.M. DeBatteis. It's my favorite author. Um, I picked up Gen 13, one I did not have because I have oh, all the... Oh, I've, I've, never, I've never actually read Gen 13. I got to jump I, on that. I like it. I, I've i liked it, and, and I mean... Um, I'm aware of Gen 13. Um, and I really said to myself, like, oh, I need to I need to familiarize myself with this just because of the fact that when the new 52 started up, they they tied Gen 13 so much into yep. Superboy that like thankfully, like I said, I was aware enough of Gen 13 to look at Superboy and be like, This is like Fairchild from yep. Gen 13 and stuff. I should probably Fair, look into Fairchild, that more. Fairchild beat up pit. Go back to your image, you know, image number one, um, I don't know, Gen yeah. 13, number eight and all that. And you look and you're like, oh, my God. So Youngblood beat the hell out of the out of the uh, Leo, you should you should um, especially because Justin is like get going through and and I'm probably going to look up getting this stuff now. Uh, write Gen 13 down and see if you can get it for Plutha. They made an animated. Oh, movie. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this is this is the crown jewel, guys, for five. Ah. So volume one. Adventures of Batman and Robin. Oh, nice. uh, so this is issues, I think, one through twelve. Oh, one through ten. Okay, so including the uh, first appearance of Harley Quinn, which I have graded. So, but um, wow. some good good pickups, and I was like, man, Batman Adventures. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty. Hey, fun. Uh, do we have one bad day on uh on on our files here? Because like the Catwoman one. I left my damn uh, tablet uh, upstairs, and <laughs> I, w- I took like a five-hour nap before the show tonight, and I brought it upstairs and read it right before I went to sleep, and 
I was in such a stupor when I woke up that I brought my phone down and then left the tablet there. And now, now there's just no way I'm walking into that room. Whenever someone <laughs> says stupor, I hear the uh, Swedish gentleman that used to work in the frozen department at Stop and Shop named Sven be like, how come you didn't pick up your phone? I was in a drunken stupor. <laughs> I was in a stupor. I'm throwing it in there right now. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it's going to be in the, the Dork Knight folder. And it Good. Just, that's why I made that fucking folder. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, uh, this book led me to another another book. The artist has done. Um, I think it was like divine, divine right, divine wrong or something. I'll have to look up what that is. But um, it it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, it's a fun little rabbit hole I'm going down. Sounds like it was more fun. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> Duck um, and cover. Oh, yeah. I just. I don't know, man. Oh, the wicked and the wicked and the divine. And the divine. Yeah. 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 I, I think I have that on Comixology. Yeah. That, that, um, that's where I started reading it. Ah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember really digging too much about it. Like I think I read like half of it and I was like, yeah, this is I'm not I'm not enjoying this. I just I just started with the um the first uh couple, but uh yeah. We'll, we'll get there, but um, you know, it's just because Jamie McKelvey is doing the art. Bears driving. How can that be? No, oh, uh, no bears driving. And <laughs> I know we're about to start, but just real quick, uh, we just talked to Brian O'Halloran, and he mentioned that there's a special clerk's box set that's being pre-ordered that looks like a looks like the convenience store. Did he get my letters? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, he said uh, after the movie they're working on right now, Kevin's going to be working on Mallrats too. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I Twi mean, that... Twilight of the Mallrats is something that he's been talking about for a while now. So that that's going to happen. Okay. Good. It's it's been a long time. I think I should be going. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I got stuck in a whole Boston long time foreplay <laughs> long thing. Time gone, yeah. <laughs> time doesn't wait for me, keeps on rolling. Oh, hey, by the way, Justin, did you check out that band Dury? I did, yeah. What'd you think of it? I like them, they're pretty good, yeah. Like, I was, I was pleasantly Melodic. surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 good. It was like a different vibe too. I'm like, all right, it's kind of got like a like a silly chillness to it. I like it. Yeah, um, I, I I found them like a month and a half ago, and it just coincided like right before their album dropped. Hmm. And um, yeah, brother and sister. Uh, his wife plays bass guitar for them. Um, yeah, I guess uh, he's like a young younger millennial and she his sister is gen z so uh they kind of she he's seven years older than his sister so they, they find like middle ground and he calls her his gen z quality control for <laughs> for the music they make um yeah just like uh you know brother sister indie alt rock band from minnesota and uh, i'm going to see them in boston next month oh, that's uh, kind of cool yeah 18 dollars for a ticket wow I, yeah um and i found out Take that, the eagles yeah well fuck the fuck eagles i by the way it's eagles not the eagles and uh i hate eagles i do yeah. i i am very much jeff lebowski in that yeah, i am I don't, give a shit. I don't give a shit about the eagles i i would rather <laughs> end up Getting a a fucking six inch Q tip shoved from one in one ear and out the other, then have to listen to fucking anything that Don Henley fucking sang for that goddamn band. Up I took to a swing at Glenn Fry once. Really? No. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I could if I never heard Hotel California again for the rest of my life, it would still be too soon. Oh, that and um, Love Will Keep Us Alive. Oh, God, do I hate that song. I absolutely hate that song. I don't just 
ever yeah. since I was a kid, I remember hearing that song. Nope. I know. I know. We were just talking about not yucking anybody's yum. But yeah, you know no, what, no. guys? You know what? If you're if you're into Eagles, I'm sorry that that's barred from from this altogether. Uh, you know what? You like what you like. That's fine. Yeah. But I personally hate Eagles. I I'm just you, I, I don't if like you them. Into this podcast arena, and you're all about the Eagles. Then we bid you adieu. Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Uh, since we're on, since we're on the topic of uh, music, and I know we need to uh, start soon. Uh, we're never on topic. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves just played uh, Toad's Place. Yeah. Oh, no kidding! That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he didn't say anything. He just he well, he's just playing his instrument. But uh, yeah, the euphemism kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, have you been to Toad's Place? So, I have many times. I saw Guar there. So yeah. I saw Bloister Cult there. I saw Guar there. So Toad's Place, for people who are not familiar from Connecticut, is right across the street from Yale campus in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. And it is infamous for having your car broken into while you park and go <laughs> and see your show. So it is not in a great place. And it really hasn't been. But but the Stones uh, played there. The Rolling Stones have played at Toad's Place, yes. <laughs> whoop shit I spent my uh, 21st birthday at Toad's Place. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's Dog like fashion disco. <laughs> Toad's Place. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a cool place. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen many a show there. Yeah, same here. That used to be my uh, my uh, go-to place when I was sporting the... Uh, the leather and the duster. Oh, Leo! I gotta tell you, it occurred to me. You showed us a photo of of your uh, your wife's husband who was in Day of the Dead yeah. uh, with you or, at your uh, wedding. Uh, uncle. Well, he, well yeah. He. I mean, wife. uncle, uncle. Jeez, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. In. Uh. Dude, you look like you were cosplaying Jimmy Olsen at your wedding. <laughs> oh no no no! That was somebody else's wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, e either or, like you look like Jimmy Olsen. You had the red hair, the sweater vest, the bow tie. I was like, oh my god, Leo is a comic book character. He looks like oh, Superman's oh, pal. He's got Jimmy Olsen's blues. <laughs> Watch out, girls! It's a pocket full of kryptonite. Or is, <laughs> is that a pocket full? Of, is that a pocket full of kryptonite? Or are you just happy to see me. Why can't it be both? <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's both. What? <laughs> Don't put that next to your crotch. <laughs> what are you insane? Exactly. That's what happened. Uh, well, he. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I have to say, like every single time I watch a movie from like the late '80s, early '90s, and I see someone grab out a fucking brick with an antenna to put it next to their head and call somebody, I'm like, "Don't put that next to your brain. What are you insane? You're gonna die." Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. You know it. You know it. <laughs> I actually saw a, vi a music video from a few years ago um, by this this band, Dirty Heads, and it stars the guy who played Mr. Belden um, called it Visitations. Yeah. It, it, wow. It's, uh, yeah. And it's uh, the name of it is Vacation, and it's all about, like, um, the song is saying, like, Every day I'm on vacation because I love my occupation, and he is playing like the principal of a school, like very clearly supposed to be like Mr. Belden. Damn. Or is it Belding? Belding. 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 Yeah, Belding. Mr. It's, Belding. It's Bliss. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember watching that on Disney Channel before Saved by the Bell was a thing. And and morning, it's now Bliss. come full circle because she was. Uh, oh wait, no. I, you, you, we, we weren't talking about Wheel of Time. Okay, she was in Wheel. Of Time. <laughs> All right, sorry. I thought I was, Mills. Yeah, I was confusing Wheel of Time with uh, Good Omens. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. British, at least you got that. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, don't underestimate a good sweater vest. You're right. Yeah. Truer words have never been said at this I... exact moment. Yeah, and on that note, I guess we should start the show. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, Guys, well, I showed up wearing a Batman shirt. Half my job is done, all right? Hey, I'm wearing a Dorkening shirt. 
I got my I got my Batman shirt, my Comics Paradox team. I'm 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 fucking golden. All right. I read the book. We'll talk about the book. Sounds good. <laughs> Meh. Uh, hey, welcome to the Dorka Night. My uh, the Dor- Dorka. Dorka. <laughs> welcome to the Dorka Night. I am your Italian host, Leo Pond. I've been playing too much Mario, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's me, Leo. In this episode, Batman makes some pasta. <laughs> uh, hey, welcome Not to the pasta you want. It's the pasta you deserve. <laughs> I am the pasta maker now. <laughs> Uh, I've been on hold for 13 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 